0: Hi, I'm Brenda Burns, and this is the Vienna Assembly of God Sermons Podcast. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to share this time with you. Learn more about the ministries of Vienna Assembly of God at viennaag.com. Please leave your comments and reviews on the platform where you're listening. And now for today's message. going to read the scripture that is for Pentecost Sunday from Acts chapter 2, verses 1 through 21. I'm going to be reading out of the New Living Translation. Um, You can read along with me or if you want to open your own copy of the scripture, Acts chapter 2, and then I'll also be looking at a few verses out of Romans chapter 8. But beginning Acts chapter 2, beginning at verse 1. On the day of Pentecost, all the believers were meeting together in one place. Suddenly there was a sound from heaven like the roaring of a mighty windstorm, and it filled the house where they were sitting. Then what looked like flames or tongues of fire appeared and settled on each of them. And everyone present was filled with the Holy Spirit and began speaking in other languages as the Holy Spirit gave them this ability. At that time, there were devout Jews from every nation living in Jerusalem. When they heard the loud noise, everyone came running, and they were bewildered to hear their own languages being spoken by the believers. They were completely amazed. How can this be? They exclaimed. These people are all from Galilee, and yet we hear them speaking in our own native languages. Here we are, Parthians, Medes, Elamites, people from Mesopotamia, Judea, Cappadocia, Pontus, the province of Asia, Phrygia, Pamphylia, Egypt, and the areas around Libya, around Cyrene, visitors from Rome, both Jews and converts to Judaism, Cretans and Arabs. And we all hear these people speaking in our own languages about the wonderful things God has done they stood there amazed and perplexed. What can this mean, they asked each other. But others in the crowd ridiculed them, saying, they're just drunk, that's all. Then Peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd, listen carefully, all of you, Fellow Jews and residents of Jerusalem, make no mistake about this. These people are not drunk, as some of you are assuming. Nine o'clock in the morning is much too early for that. Pardon me. Go away. Um, Know what you see was predicted long ago by the prophet Joel. In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit upon all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. In those days, I will pour out my spirit even on my servants, men and women, Can somebody say amen? Amen. And Romans 8:14 through 17. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. So you have not received a spirit that makes you fearful slaves Instead, you received God's spirit when he adopted you as his own children. Now we call him Abba Father. For his spirit joins with our spirit to affirm that we are God's children. And since we are his children, we are his heirs. In fact, together with Christ, we are heirs of God's glory But if we are to share his glory, we must also share his suffering. This is the word of the Lord. Father, I pray for your anointing to be here in this last few minutes we have together. That we would receive your word to us today and that we truly would invite you, Holy Spirit, because we need you. We need you, oh Lord. Amen. I'm going to go off script just a second here to reflect on a couple of things in these verses. It was important that all the people were all meeting together in one place. And I'm going to keep encouraging us to work to get here in person when you can. Thank you, thank you, thank you to those that are here. I, As I said in the announcement time, I don't know what our online service is gonna be like for sure through the summer. And so I just want you to be prepared for that and help me out with that. I know that there are some of you that are literally joining us from other states and that kind of thing. And so we are working to make sure we have a solution. But those of you that can, I want you here all together (laughs) in one place. I'm in a uh, text string with a few um, sisters in the Lord and there was one this morning saying Happy Pentecost to everybody and different people were answering back and everything and um so one person said, and I think she was quoting Jody Dietrich, but um, had this part about how all of them were there, the men and the women together, and, and the, the spirit fell on every one of them. And Jodi said, yeah, in that meeting, the women were not back in the kitchen doing the dishes. <laughs> they were all together um, in the spirit. And so I felt that that was a really fun um, thing to share as we look back at this event in acts 2 and as we give thanks for the gift of the holy spirit i want us to recognize that jesus did explain many things about the holy spirit and it's a lot and we're not going to cover all of that today um i there's a, a sermon series on our website from back a few years called summer breeze and there were several weeks that we went through talking and teaching about the holy spirit so Take a look at that if you want to learn more about the Holy Spirit. But as this title came to me today, Come Holy Spirit, We Need You. Now those of you that are my age, you know a song that we used to sing all the time, that that was the the lyric. Come Holy Spirit, We Need You. Come Sweet Spirit, I Pray. Come in your strength, and your power come in your own special way. I don't know about you, but I am more aware today of my lack, of my weakness, of my need for the Holy Spirit than ever before. When we are faced with the kinds of challenges that are storming around us right now. We need to be crying out, Come, Holy Spirit. Notice that on the day of Pentecost, it says the Spirit came suddenly. One translation says, without warning. So, This last Thursday, we had storms here, and I got warnings on my email and on my text. Uh, A thunderstorm is coming. A possibility of a flood is coming. There are times we can see the storm on the horizon, and we get some advance notice, and, and maybe we can prepare a little bit. But there are other times, like the events of this past couple of weeks have felt like an outbreak. Of violence, a storm of rage, an onslaught of fear and dread, a flood of hopelessness. For some of you, what I'm talking about in all of that has had less impact on you because you've had such your own heavy load to carry. There hasn't been space or time or bandwidth to even deal with the headlines out there. So maybe it's just enough for you dealing with the rising cost of groceries and gasoline and to fend off the anxieties that have come up when it's hard for you to make your paycheck stretch and make it to the end of the month. Maybe you've had some medical tests and doctor visits, and prescriptions to manage, and maybe it's just a lot to navigate right now. Maybe you've had the concerns of family members, such as I did with my mother in the hospital in another state. Maybe you've had an injury or an illness impacting the ones you love. But the reality is, there are storms around us, and we need to cry out, come Holy Spirit, we need to open up ourselves and invite him to calm the storms within us and around us. So I'm going to give a space here, and this, the Holy Spirit really designed this service because Rachel was feeling a very similar thing in the worship time, To what I had already felt for the message time. So those of you that are in the room have a little card. And we're going to give some time just for this moment to help us invite the Holy Spirit. So first, I just want us to say it together. Come Holy Spirit, I need you. Can we say that together? Come Holy Spirit, I need you. Once more. Come, Holy Spirit, I need you. I want you to just take a deep breath. And as we have learned in our practices, through emotionally healthy spirituality, through, through being deeply formed, we're going to enter into a moment of contemplation. So we're going to do one minute of silence, and then we're going to answer some questions. So let's just be silent before the Lord for a moment. Just give a few seconds for each one of these. Don't if if nothing just pops immediately to mind, um, it could mean that this is something for you to take back with you and contemplate. Um, But you don't have to uh, make up something, okay? (laughs) But but it is a way to have some interior examination to think about it a minute, okay? So the first one. And the reason I didn't fill in the blank for you is I didn't want you to go a- jump ahead too much. The first one is what are you mad about? What are you mad about? The second is, what are you sad about? And friends, sometimes the same item might show up under... (laughs) The third one is, what... Are you anxious about? What brings a tightening in your chest or a response in your body? And lastly, what are you glad about? What brings you a contented smile? And as you're looking at that, then what we're going to do is is have another moment of prayer. You know, many... um, you read through the Gospels during Lent and Easter and there's the story of how Jesus cleared the temple and the main thing he said is my house shall be a house of prayer and I want us to continue to nurture expanded spaces within our service for prayer we need to offer space for prayer and Sometimes it may be prayers that I'm leading, but sometimes it needs to be prayers that you're crying out to God yourself. So in this moment, I want you to pray, come Holy Spirit into each of the things that you've listed and just allow him into that space. He is powerful, he is gentle, he is good. (laughs) The Holy Spirit leaves things different than how he found them. He refreshes, he renews, he convicts, he brings justice. So I'm going to be quiet a moment and let us invite the Holy Spirit into each situation. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit, for doing your work in us. Thank you, Lord. So we're going to go a f- couple of minutes past noon. Just hang with me here, but we're, we're moving towards communion and the end here. The passage I read in Romans encourages us that we are no longer slaves to fear, that the Spirit confirms to us that we are God's children. The Spirit will lead us in a life that brings glory to God. And I think that many of us have been wrestling in these last couple of weeks, what can I even do? in a scenario right now to bring glory to God. What is the call upon me as a Christian to to live my life the way the Lord would call me to live it in the middle of so much stuff going on? And I just want to say the Spirit will lead us, and so we got to trust that and walk in faith. But, ugh, it also says this. That if we are going to share in Christ's glory, we must also share in His suffering. I, you know, boo hiss. Okay, I wish it didn't say that, but it does. <laughs> the Bible clearly says that suffering is a part of our walk with Christ. I wish we didn't have to face suffering, um, but but that wish <laughs> is a an incomplete and an immature response in me <laughs> to the story of God. Because it is clear within the scripture that this life involves wrestling and suffering. And in that somehow God gets glory. And we need to trust that the Holy Spirit is going to lead us and guide us. And cry out from within us and and. Confirm to us that we are God's children and help us through the suffering. God has always given us that heads up that living in this broken world will involve suffering. He's also given his promises. Jesus said in that email I sent you last week, he has overcome the world And so he is going to also come again and receive us to himself. There is going to be a new heaven and a new earth. He is going to wipe away every tear. There will be no more sorrow. There will be no more death. And we're not there yet. And we have the Holy Spirit as God's seal and guarantee and promise until then. Amen. Amen. So as we prepare to share communion let me share this thought Um, last sunday i attended church in nashville um, and the pastor talked about christ's resurrection body the fact that he bore the scars of his crucifixion in that resurrection body the nail prints in his hands and feet and the the place in his side where he had been pierced with a spear And the pastor expounded on the reality that Christ's incarnation was a forever transformation. Jesus Christ is still in that body that has scars. Still. 2022. I've thought about this before, but the mystery of it, it's difficult to grasp. Jesus, God's Son, took on flesh and is still embodied in that flesh. When we are resurrected, we will be embodied. We will be recognizable, maybe by our scars. I don't know. But the Bible says that we will be given an immortal body, But it is an embodied existence that we have to look forward to. On the day of Pentecost, the Spirit was poured out on all people. As I was preparing for this message, I thought about it. The Holy Spirit has also taken on flesh, but not in the way of Jesus Christ. Not in the way of God the Son, but in the sense that we are now called the temple of the Holy Spirit. God likes us, guys. He wants to live inside of us. The God, the Holy Spirit, literally dwells within us, lives inside our body that body that the children's book was trying to explain, God formed. It is good. He loves it. And he is now living within us for everyone that calls on the name of the Lord will be saved and we have become temples of the Holy Spirit. Amen? Amen. Every nation... And ethnicity that was gathered there heard the praises of God in their own language. Men and women, servants and handmaidens, the young and the old, the sons and the daughters. It doesn't matter your gender or your age or your vocation or your economic status none of this matters the spirit of god has been poured out in these last days and it is available for all of us i want to this is the last vision that i want us to think about of that day of pentecost and then we're going to move into communion i love this part in acts 2 where it says then peter stepped forward with the 11 other apostles and shouted to the crowd So envision the moment. It is seeming chaos. Tongues of fire (laughs) descending on 120 souls. The crowds are gathering as they hear the praises of God in every language. And it is so raucous that some of them begin mocking them and calling them drunk. And then all of a sudden, these newly emboldened temples of the Holy Spirit almost like a turn of a page in, a, in the score of a musical. They together step forward with Peter at the front. And something about that causes the hush over the crowd, and he's able to deliver one of the most famous sermons in all of Scripture. With that climactic proclamation... <laughs> That everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Today, as we're gathering at the Lord's table, and I ask you to have your communion elements ready. Did everybody receive elements that are here? Let us continue to let our heart cry be, Come, Holy Spirit. Come, Holy Spirit. I, I need you. I'm going to grab my elements. Communion is offered here for all those who have called on the name of the Lord, who have received the good news of Jesus and accepted his salvation. Come, Holy Spirit, come to this moment as we remember Christ's sacrifice for us, as we remember his body broken, his blood shed. As we receive the good news that Christ has died, Christ is risen, Christ will come again. Mm. 1 Corinthians eleven twenty three. For I pass on to you what I received from the Lord himself. On the night when he was betrayed, the Lord Jesus took some bread and gave thanks to God for it. Then he broke it in pieces and said, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. We remember you, Jesus. We rejoice in you that you gave your body for us and that we are now redeemed. Thank you. We join with the host of others on this Pentecost Sunday that are at your table. And we celebrate your goodness, oh God receive the bread. In the same way, he took the cup of wine after supper, saying, this cup is the new covenant between God and his people, an agreement confirmed with my blood. Do this in remembrance of me, as often as you drink it. We receive this cup, O Lord, the blood of Jesus Christ, given for our redemption. In Jesus' name, receive the cup. Scripture says every time we do this, every time we eat this bread and drink this cup, you are announcing the Lord's death until he comes again. We are proclaiming the good news of Jesus. I know there's been suffering, I know there's been heartache. I know there has been anxiety and concern about the way forward, and we are going to trust the Holy Spirit to take us where he wants us to go. Amen. Amen. I'm going to send you out with a blessing. You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hidden. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord turn his face toward you and give you peace. Amen. If you enjoyed today's message, why not share it with a friend? I invite you to subscribe at Apple Podcasts and our YouTube channel. We'd love to hear your feedback and comments. So glad that you were with us today. Look forward to seeing you next week. At Vienna Assembly of God, we love God, others, and life. And we're leading our community in a growing relationship with God.